Hello, Hello everyone. everyone. Welcome to the So What Now podcast, where we literally tell you what now. Hey guys, welcome to episode two of the So What Now podcast. Hey guys, so today we're going to be talking about failed expectations. Yeah, um, so we're just going to be explaining what kind of we went through during our college softball years. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess our first question would be, what was your failed expectations, Bree, whenever you were playing? So I think the biggest year for me during this time would be freshman year. Um, I was so upset that I wasn't playing. Like, I think every freshman that comes into college and is like really good at their sport and they come in and everybody else is really good. Um, they just kind of get disappointed because you expect to come in and play and be first slot. And that is definitely not true, no matter how good you are, especially if there are a lot of upperclassmen on the team because they yeah. have a lot of experience and they have a lot of play time. So the coach is very confident in them and usually more confident in them than you. And I expected my coach to have that same confidence that I had in myself and that my high school coach had in me when that in fact was not the case. (laughs) Um, So it was a bad mental health year for me too, because I like being the best and I like doing things well. And though in my mind, I was those things. It just didn't pan out how I would have liked it to pan out if that makes sense yeah um I guess for me I was also the star player of my team but I knew that I was going to need to work harder than everyone else and my time would come so like my freshman year was cool like I earned my spot I ended up being like a pinch hit like a defensive hitter yeah so like I was literally only hitting in the lineup which was cool I was fine with that um, my sophomore year, I had an upperclassman above me, and she was amazing. Great leader, great person, great player. She was. Yeah, so um, she kind of guided us and kind of led us to, like, wanting to be like her, I guess. She was a great role model for us. Um, so I had that in front of me, and then I kind of found my way again on in the lineup somehow, just hitting and then my junior year, it was a re- actually a really good year for me that year. I think um, what really hurt me, I guess, was my COVID year. Because in 2020, I started the season off and I was hot. Like, I was doing really well. Like, my faith was in there. Like, I was really, like, trusting God, trusting the process. I, I remember saying, like, before every I bat, like, if it is your will, Lord, let me hit the ball. And if I, if it happened, cool, I would say thanks. If it didn't happen, you know, I'd say, okay, well, next time. I remember saying that, and we were playing Baylor, and I remember saying that to myself a lot. And then, obviously, COVID hit, and then had to come back. I didn't practice at all in the fall, so I didn't have that fall season in me. So my graduate, like, I guess my final year playing was really the toughest year for me. I was in a huge slump, and... I was honestly not doing enough to get out of it. But, I mean, eventually, I think um, it kind of worked itself out. I'm sorry. I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing at her. I'm laughing because 
I was there during that time and like we were so close so it was just funny like to remember the things that she would like do and say she would just be so upset yeah and it was just it's not funny I would be upset then, but, but I'll be now. like no it's fine it's yeah, fine it, like it's fine it's gonna be okay and, I was just like, and like I feel like at, at the beginning of the season I didn't expect for my slump to last that long so I was mm-hmm. like it'll be fine like in the beginning I was like oh yeah. it's cool it'll be okay and then mid-season, I was still in a slump, and I was like, bro, like, yeah, something's got to give. Like, something has to happen. So, I mean, I think towards the end of the season, it kind of worked itself out. I was started hitting well. I, yeah, I was doing – I was doing okay. So, my batting average wasn't that bad <laughs> ending that season. But um, we do have a few points for y'all when it comes to failed expectations and – kind of expecting a lot of out of yourself and um, having high standards. Yes, having high standards is very good to have, but I feel like sometimes we overdo it and kind of stresses us out. Yeah, it's best, especially in softball because we all want to be great. Yeah. And the reason we play usually is because we are so competitive and competitive not only with other people, but like with ourselves, you know? Yeah. So we have to learn how to take that worth that we get from playing softball and being competitive and being good and not and understanding that that isn't our self-worth yeah if that makes sense yeah because I mean like a lot of sports I feel like um softball is like you're failing three out of ten and I I used to feel like I said this all the time to the team Mm -hmm. you're failing three out of ten times and even then you're not like you're only batting 300 and that's good. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good thing. So you're failing, you're not hitting seven, seven out of 10 times. Right. And even when you're playing basketball, you don't make every shot. When you're playing volleyball, you don't, every, every ball is in hit in the court. every you know? spike. Yeah. So like, I feel like there's a lot of failure in sports and I feel like that teaches us a lot as well. Mm-hmm. So just realizing that you cannot be perfect and that's the point of playing sports like sometimes it's just not gonna work out like sometimes it's okay to lose sometimes it's okay to fail and that's a good lesson for life too like yeah I think that teaches a lot of athletes that you can fail and still have worth and still continue and still build upon the foundation that you set just because you fail doesn't mean your foundation is all the way gone like yeah. I strike out and all the hours I put in no longer matter that's yeah. not how it works you know yeah yeah because I remember us seeing our sports psychiatrist as a team and one of our teammates said like you need you, you can't just depend on softball to like live your life like you have to have other things going on like you can't be so focused on softball like yes it's a great thing yes your sport is amazing but if you are constantly basing your worth off of your performance and like what you do at practice and what you do at games and stuff like that it's just not it's I feel like it's not healthy Mm -hmm. to do that like you need to have extracurriculars you need to have a social life you need to have some kind of something other than softball right and for me I wasn't really big into extracurriculars just because I'm not social or I wasn't back then but like um I was big on being by myself and learning to show myself grace like I had to sit down and realize that I'm great 
regardless of if I strike out, if I play, if I don't play, if I had a good day at practice, if I had the worst day at practice ever, like once I step off of the field, I took a deep breath and then I was like, try again tomorrow. Try again tomorrow. <laughs> like, does anybody want to get tacos? Like, because I remember one time I was walking off the field and our coach was like, I was smiling because I was looking at my phone. He's like, why are you smiling when you miss those balls? And I was like, yeah. Am I on the field right now? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am okay. I took extra balls after. I'm going to come early tomorrow. But right now, I'm going to show myself grace. Show my teammates grace because they wasn't doing that good either. And call it a day. Like, yeah. I am so much more than that missed ball and that yeah. strikeout. Yeah, for sure. I think um, at practices, I feel like I would want to be perfect, but also like when it would, when I would miss a ball or I would not do well, I would just be like, okay, like the next one, you know, Mm -hmm. like the next one. And I think striving for the, like striving for the next one, I think helped me a lot just because like it gave me something to look forward to like, okay, like this one I'm going to get. And then if I didn't get it, I'd be like, all right, like settle down, yeah, <laughs> get it, get it together. And but I think it, it kind of helped. I think like for me, like with showing myself grace and like learning how to like go to the next one and the next one, it came with being a leader a little bit more because when I wasn't a leader and nobody was really looking up to me, I was like, I need to be perfect. Yeah. Like, I need to go hard, 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 like, you know, but then once I actually had people looking up to me and then I was the first one to get balls every day, like, I still messed up and I couldn't be upset and I couldn't be mad and, like, throw my glove. I was like, oh, like, it's okay, guys. Like, you're good. Um, You know, everybody makes mistakes because literally, look at me. I'm making a mistake, you know, just to show them that it's going to happen and to understand that and grow from it instead of being upset. Yeah. Like, definitely setting the tone for the lower classmen and, like, making sure that if they had any questions, like, you'd answer them and mm-hmm. just kind of guiding them through that. I feel like we – there's not a lot going on like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it, they kind of – I guess – I mean, I think they looked up to us a little bit. Um, yeah. At least my graduate year, my final year. Um, they would ask me a lot of questions and I would try to answer them to the best of my ability. If not, I'd kind of ask someone else, but I think being perfect is yes, a great standard to have, but giving yourself grace is also acceptable as well. Yeah. I think that you should strive to give yourself grace and in every situation in life, honestly, but especially in sports, um, but I, I love the underclassmen too, just to like rewind for a second. I did love yeah. the underclassmen. And I think they looked up to us, all of us in like different ways. Yeah. And I remember one time uh, one of them was mad at me and was like, there's no way she should be playing or something. And obviously it was my friend that they spoke to. And my friend was like, girl, what you talking about? But like, I couldn't even be mad because I was like, yeah relatable like I yeah I was in that position once to where I was like it's okay friend yeah like you know it's wait okay. your turn yeah wait you're your almost turn. there I you're promise there. you know so yeah I think our next point would be you can't be upset or blame your teammates for your own performance 
Yes. I feel like that's important. Claps. Claps to that. Um, I feel like that's, I don't know if I've really done that as much. I probably have. I can't think of many times where I've just been mad at, like, my teammates. But I have seen teammates mad at other people. And I was like, yeah, girl, relax. Like, it's okay. It's okay. Like. I promise Gabby is not the reason you're not playing. <laughs> right. Gabby's not the reason you missed that ball. Like, she wasn't standing too close to you. Like, you know? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of – like, a lot of that happened, I feel like, with us when it came to, like, pitchers mm. and, like, the defense. Yes. And, yes. like, there's arguments with that. And it was just kind of like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. like, why are we arguing about this? Like, yes – what you're stating is factual and what you are stating is factual. But at the end of the day, like we all lost. Like, and how do you fix it? Yeah. Like, like how are we going to get better for the next time? So we don't get beat, get mm-hmm. beaten 12 to zero. Uh, like, you know, like yeah. at the end of the day, we're still all taking that loss. Like yeah. we're still all losers. We're and all I, losers. I think it causes a division, like, especially yeah. when like coaches are like, Y'all are the reason we did this. Like, Gabby is the reason we did this. Bree is the reason. And yeah. they aren't the reason. Yeah. It's a team effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and then totally jump over the person or the play or anything that might have actually caused it. Maybe because they didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings or whatever. But, like, that causes a division because at that point, I'm looking at Gabby like, so we're not going to talk about the ball Gabby missed? Like, yeah. it it causes a division and makes it harder for us to like be like oh like lovey-dovey and like take that l together you know definitely creating a culture where the environment is positive because i feel like whenever we would win the coach would be excited and the coach would be oh yeah yeah we did this we did this but whenever we would lose it'd be like you guys you guys did this you guys did this Mm -hmm. and it's not like you are the coach you're taking this loss too like right you know so building that positive environment around other people, but also knowing when to like, yes, you can be stern and yes, you can get after us, but also like it's, there's a boundary of like cussing at us and yelling at us. And like, I don't know. I feel like the cussing and the yelling is not needed. Like Making you can a toxic environment. Yeah. Like you can tell me when I, you can tell me that I did something wrong without cussing and yelling at me. Like, that's true. I mean, and I grew up with coaches like that and which was fine. Like I, I knew that what I did was wrong. So them yelling at me was valid. Mm -hmm. But when I got to college, I was just like, you're not giving me anything to develop from. Mm -hmm. Like you're not making me better you're not teaching me while you're yelling yeah right you're just yelling you're not giving me any kind of advice to how to do it better Mm -hmm. which I feel like is very toxic to a team because I feel like it kind of puts us against each other and Mm -hmm. um I think just genuinely getting to know your players and how to speak to them and how to go about things in different ways because we are all different and our team we had what 20 25 girls like 30 30 girls so each and every one of us had needed to be we all have different needs we all have different qualities and Mm -hmm. making sure that I was meeting those needs and meeting those qualities for you and then you also replicate what is the word reciprocating that to me too like 
if you weren't going to be respectful to me, like, that's just kind of like, you know? Yeah, because especially because we're grown. And I think I talked to Gabby about this before, but we had a player, um, I think this was your grad year or like our last year, where she was saying that she didn't appreciate the coach, like, not looking at her. Was it not looking at her while she was up to bat? And like yelling, she was like, I don't appreciate when you like yell at me. That's like not how I learned. And at the time I was just like, girl, like you're being dramatic. Yeah, you're being dramatic. Get over it. Yeah. But like, I guess maybe maturing and like not being in the midst of the situation anymore. I'm able to say like she's a grown up and a grown up knows how she wants to be spoken to. And if she's telling you that, then there's something wrong with it. And as another adult, you need to fix that so she can be successful and prosper like coaches you are the person who brought them into the program the program to develop them yeah and you can't neglect them and neglect how they feel in every situation because then they're definitely not going to produce for you when they don't feel respected at all yeah and I I think I talked a little bit about it in our last episode but I think my grad year my final year it kind of gave me a sense of like how to speak to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think we we're talking about the same person, but she had um, she had got upset because I had said something. Like, I think I joked about something. Mm-hmm. And like, I could tell that I really hurt her feelings. And I was like, oh, dang, like, yeah, let me go talk to her. And so I went to go talk to her and I was like, hey, like, um, are you okay? Like, did I say something to hurt your feelings? Like, did I say like, are you okay? She was like, yeah, I just really hurt. Like what she said really hurt my feelings. And it really just didn't sit right with me. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry that I spoke to you that way. Like, I'll make sure, you know, the boundary is set. So I know how to speak to you now. Right. I know not to joke with you about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like just easily doing that, I feel like that could have like took away a lot of the problems we had when it, our four years there. Yeah. Because there was not enough communication on the back end of like, taking responsibility for what you were doing wrong Mm -hmm. and like what you would say right it was always learn your teammates so you know how they speak which is very valid but also your teammates have to learn you just as much as Gabby knows me I need to know Gabby so that we can have positive and productive interactions yeah and there's there's a few people that would say well this is me this is how you have to take me and it was just kind of like that's my least favorite thing people say yeah like i'd be wanting mm. i just like so i just feel like grow? yeah i feel like question mark the interactions we have with other people are gonna make us grow even more and mm-hmm. understanding where people are coming from is gonna help you grow and mature when you with your interactions with other people mm-hmm. so understanding like okay maybe what i'm doing is wrong maybe yeah. i should fix that right like that would help you grow so much right but people just are stuck in their ways and are saying yeah this is who I am and you just have to deal with it and like no that's not how things work right so and that's also I mean again goes back to the coaches like we said to make a positive environment for your um, players because if a player think that that is okay to say then something is wrong Mm -hmm. and that's okay to say in front of you. And you're like, "Mm, something is wrong. Like you need to take a look at that environment because it's not going to help your players produce or be happy in general. 
Yeah. And like we said, this is just from our experience and what we dealt with our four years. And maybe it might be different. Maybe your coach is amazing and she has a great culture. He or she has a great culture that they're building and developing. But Mm -hmm. just from our experience, we just kind of know, like, not know, but would have hoped for something better. And just if you're a coach out there listening, you know, take our advice. Please (laughs) take our advice. Um, But I guess our last point would be at the end of the day, it's just a game. It is just a game. And that's hard to say. Well, it's easier to say when you're out of it. Yeah. In the midst of it, if somebody would have been like, it's just a game, I'd be like, girl, shut your mouth. <laughs> like, no, it's not. Right. But it is just a this game. This is my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's my life. Because, like, I always say, or whenever we talk about this, I always say, like, you can't put softball on your resume. Like, after softball, it is done. And that's not for everybody. Like, you know, if you are Jenny Finch and you're out here slinging that thing, like, okay, go ahead, girl, go pro, go get your sponsorships. But that is definitely not everybody and not everybody has that chance. So you have to understand that there's life after softball Mm -hmm. and that, again, going back to the first point, basing your worth on your performance day in and day out. And then when it's over, who are you? What do you have to do? You know, what do you have to offer the world? Literally. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and I feel like um, my final year of playing the, this like saying, I guess this point at the end of the day, it's just a game really resonated with me because I was doing so bad. And I was like, it's fine. Like, (laughs) it'll be okay. Like, it's just a game. Like, it's, it's part of it. Like, it'll happen. And that's what kind of got me through. And my dad would say all the time, like, it's just a game. Like, Mm -hmm. it's going to end someday. Mm -hmm. And at least for softball, we don't have – I mean, we do have a pro – we do have a pro league, but they don't, like, get paid like that. (laughs) So, like, compared to, like, MLB, NFL, NBA, like, obviously they're all getting paid. Yeah. But when it comes to softball, like, the professional leagues are just now getting started. Like, they've just got gotten started the past few years. So, they're getting a lot of attention now, but – um it's just a game and once you're done with your last senior game your last conference game mm-hmm. that's it at least for softball and you got to move forward you got to move forward in life and figure out what you got to do and that honestly you should be figuring that out throughout your entire four years in college because yes my mom because you know my failed expectation the biggest year for me was freshman year and that's what my mom would tell me like I'd be bawling like I'm so stoic on the field and like stoic to people around me, but I was with my mom and I was just crying. And she was like, it is just not rude. She wasn't being rude. She's like, it's just a game. Like after this, you're going to do this. Like you have, you're about to get your degree. Mm -hmm. Like this is why you're here. And it, it didn't help at the time, but now looking back, I'm like, thanks mom, because it's true. Like I have a degree. I kind of use softball on my resume. Not going to lie. I was more like, you know, leadership leadership yeah leadership skills but like regardless it's just the game and I'm thankful to the game for everything that it gave me great friends Mm -hmm. family at this point like thank you but it's time to leave that behind you know yeah Yeah. um I guess uh, to add to that point would be you fail more than you'll see you'll fail more than you'll succeed but when you do succeed make sure you're celebrating those 
times you do because mm -hmm. sometimes they don't come that often. They don't come that often. Especially on a team, yeah. on some teams. So um, make sure you're celebrating your your wins and making making sure you're celebrating those small goals that you set at the mm -hmm. beginning of the season. I feel like that's also a good thing to do. Set, write down your goals that you want to achieve by the end of the season mm -hmm. and work towards those goals throughout the season. Yeah, I remember like when I would go up to bat, like I think I started working on this junior year because I taught myself how to slap end of sophomore year, I think. Yeah. So, dang, it's yeah, crazy, right? I was like, if I struck out the first time and I swung at a high ball, the next time I went up to bat and I didn't swing at that high ball, I was like, oh yeah, like progress, you go, girl. progress, <laughs> like. And even if I struck out again, I was like, you didn't swing at that high ball. You swung at no high balls. Like, go you. So then the next time, like, I had that confidence because I was building myself up and, have, like, celebrating those small victories to where now it was game time. Like, now yeah. I'm ready, you know? And Bree literally taught herself how to slap. I did. Within that one year, like, I was – because she at her last – your last year, like, I was like, dang. Like, she was literally, she was literally slapping – yeah. Every time she wanted to bat. Like, I don't even know if you remembered how to regular hit. No, <laughs> I don't. And I had the second highest batting average. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I she was did really fast. Well. Yeah, she did really well. But, um, yeah, that's all we have for today. Yeah, I think so. Thank you for listening. We hope that you can take some things from that. And if you take anything from today's podcast, I think the biggest ones would be to show yourself some grace in the face of all adversity that you may face. Mm -hmm. Find something that you like to do outside of softball because you don't want to pull your worth from your performance and to celebrate just the small things like you deserve to celebrate every missed pitch and every <laughs> like basic basic play that you make just like in life yeah. you have to celebrate all the small things like getting a starbucks like that is an amazing feat sometimes cooking yourself dinner yes cooking yourself dinner like these are all things that you're going to take into real life and into the world so just try to really i guess cultivate them now because it's going to help you a lot in the long run mm -hmm. But okay, we'll see you guys in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. I hope you all join us and learn something from our podcast because we know we'll be learning a lot from y'all too. Give us a follow at So What Now Podcast on Instagram for weekly positive posts to change up your feed. And we'll talk to you soon.